All right. Welcome to the Rise Up Podcast. I am your host, Jonah Mitchell. And on this show, I do my best to help simplify everything that goes into the weight loss uh, weight loss process, improving your body composition, improving your relationship with your food, and especially yourself, so that uh, you can realize that this process uh, doesn't have to be as hard as uh, we oftentimes make it, help you rise up to your potential, and most importantly, get out of your own goddamn way, because this is very difficult, um, or this is uh, this is very difficult. No, it's it can be very difficult to explain how things actually work uh, when we go through our life believing certain things about health, fitness, weight loss, whatever it is, and then when you know um i come along especially when working for people i want to make sure that i help connect the dots that really have always been there but just make it make sense to wherever you're at so if this is your first time listening i do cuss i do apologize i'm sorry uh, but it just happens and um you know uh you either like it or you don't <laughs> uh but i do appreciate you being here nonetheless um if you're a long time listener current client former client thank you so much i hope i get to even help you even in a small way, um, wherever you're at. And, um, yeah, this is quite literally my favorite, uh, part of my job is being able to explain, articulate and get you to understand all the things that that go into this process, especially today's topic. And if you are clicking on this uh, and you're relatively new, that sounds a bit, uh, interesting. I know I I bet. And if you're one of my longtime listeners, you know, uh, you know why I did. I, I titled this episode this thing, this way because I'm going to drop some bombs on you today. Um, knowledge bombs are going to be super beneficial. Um, that are going to kind of tie into uh, fear mongering of foods, um, which I despise. But anywho, um, before I get started, if you're here and you're still listening to me um, <laughs> ramble, uh, I really appreciate it. If you learn something new today, if I help shift the perspective, if I help make this process even e- e- uh, easier, even in a small way, I would really appreciate you if you share it with at least one person. Because uh, like I said, I just want to reach as many people as possible. Even if I never actually get to speak with you, uh, I-, I hope I do uh i do get the chance to help you um if you share and post these the 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 episode on the internet i appreciate if you tag me i love being able to connect with you um and if you enjoy this podcast uh you want to see more of my videos on other social platforms that's all linked in the show notes all of our free resources uh are also listed in the show notes in the transformation project facebook group so um without further ado let's talk about the foods that you need to avoid the fattening foods that make you unhealthy and gain fat no matter what you do oh boy <laughs> I was actually wanting to talk about this for a long time because I, I had a I had a client question um who has struggled for a long time with you know staying consistent, you know, understanding what really works for her. And she was quite used to the whole on and off again. And really when she first started, she wanted to understand the mental side of this, the mindset, because she finally found the the connection of why she was kind of having such a hard time uh, so much. And we've been working together for about three months now. Um, and she finally is, I mean, it's not just now happening. It's been like slowly coming together for her. And now she's been, she's been able to show up much more consistently than she ever has, but more in a way that works for her because she's addressed the mental stuff, but that's not the, that's not the uh, point of the, of this uh, episode. Not this one, essentially. Um, But she was having a conversation with friends and family, and she noticed the words people use um, and the fear a lot of people have around food because she started, she now sees it. 
uh, in her in and uh, she saw it. She's able to recognize the same words that she used to use. Now she that she doesn't kind of go down the same rabbit hole. She has much more awareness. She's starting to notice how often like people that were around kind of have these these really strange beliefs about food but again they're not strange to the majority of us because we've all heard them right sugar makes you fat carbs make you fat right um there's certain insert any food that is unhealthy for you technically or quote unquote unhealthy for you right and it's a been fear-mongered and a lot of people who struggle with their with their weight with their goals they tend to believe these things and when you know i come along and i tell them hey this process can be a lot easier than than you're making it um and you can literally eat whatever you want and lose weight you just have to understand where it fits they're always a bit skeptical they're like there's no way there's no way i can eat uh birthday cake and and hamburgers and french fries and be healthy at the same time i either have to do everything right all the time or i have to do none of it and it's there's no middle ground so when i was talking to this with my oh, talking about this with my client I was, I was, I, I told her the, 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 um, the, uh, the reference to the matrix, like, I think it's the blue pill or red pill, whichever one that helps wake up Neo, right? It's like, welcome to the reality of the situation. Like now you're seeing the issues that most people struggle is that they're believe that there's a fattening food that they need to avoid. So let me just give you a little bit of a breath of fresh air. It says there's no food that's inherently going to make you gain fat. All right. Let me. I'm, I want still stick with me here. I need you to understand this. All right. There's only one way we gain weight. There's only one way we lose weight. Right. And I'm going to exclude water weight because if you gain three pounds overnight, three to anywhere from three to like twelve pounds, because I've seen those crazy fluctuations. I guarantee you, guarantee you, it's not body fat, right? And I'm going to give you, really, this episode is about giving you the context to understand the scale, understand how to make progress, and understand that you don't need to be afraid of foods. You just need to understand which foods are going to help you uh, thrive, which foods are going to make it harder to stay consistent. To uh, And consistent doesn't mean starving yourself. Um, consistency is 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 the main thing here. But again, we only, with the only, there's the only way we lose weight is to be in a calorie deficit. The only way to be gain weight is to be in a calorie surplus, right? Excluding water weight because we can drop a lot of water weight. We can drop, we can gain a lot of water weight pretty quickly, right? But that really, when we're thinking long-term change, like fat loss and body recomposition, right? Deficit needed to lose weight. Surplus needed to gain weight. All right. Body recomposition can go positively or negatively, right? And the gaining body fat is a body recomposition. So now, even though you may have heard sugar makes you fat, carbs makes you fat, right? You can eat nothing but sugar and still lose weight. And people, again, don't believe that. But believe me, when the whole process of like calories in versus calories out, it does take precedence over a lot of things. No matter if you're insulin resistant, no matter if you have Hashimoto's or any autoimmune disease, right? Calories matter. They always will, right? The amount, the the amount that someone needs in order to see results sustainably, right? Sustainably, not drastically, is going to vary from person to person, right? Again, you can eat nothing but sugar and lose weight. And if you don't believe me, Look at uh, look up the Twinkie diet. <laughs> the Twinkie diet is there to kind of uh, to show this relationship. Again, he didn't stay on the Twinkie diet forever. Um, and just to give you context, a man ate nothing but Twinkies in a calorie deficit and ended up losing weight. Um, kind of disproving the whole sugar. Like there's 
like sugar is a fattening substance, right? The only thing that causes us to gain fat is if you're eating in a surplus. And there's certain foods that make it easier to eat in a surplus. And there's certain foods that make it difficult, a little bit more difficult to eat in a surplus. But that doesn't mean you can eat, uh, that doesn't mean if you eat nothing but healthy foods that you can't gain weight, you can't gain body fat, right? If you eat healthy food in abundance, right? Uh, way more than your body needs, it will gain weight. It will gain body fat. It doesn't matter, right? Cal calories in versus calories out is very, very important, right? Quality of the calories matter, right? But overall, consistency in a way that works for us is what we're trying to establish here. So there's no fattening food that you need to truly avoid, right? So I oh, the whole episode's over. No, I want you to actually understand how this process works, right? Because if you're someone who is having a hard time kind of grasping that, it's like you can actually live a middle ground where you can have foods that are considered unhealthy or who people consider fattening in a way that actually doesn't ruin your relationship with your food and get you stuck in that headspace of, I can't have it, I can't have it, I can't have it. So all you're doing is thinking about it. And then the second you do have it, you go overboard and you feel guilty, frustrated, annoyed. If you're listening, if you're listening to this, and that's exactly what happens to you, this is why I'm making this episode, right? I'm trying to give you the understanding to to see how to live the middle ground that is necessary to not only uh, to to see physical results in the short term, but more importantly, sustain them, right? Everyone tries to um, lose weight quickly. Again, weight loss, fast weight loss, is not always bad, right? If you're doing it in a way that is truly benefiting your life, right? You don't feel miserable while you're doing it. But if you're doing it through deprivation, avoiding foods that you think are bad, and if you have this like I'm I'm good or bad mentality all the time, and even if you have a really tough uh, relationship with the foods, right? Long, no matter what you do, there's eventually you're going to find a way to rebel, right? And this is kind of the uh, uh, the concept I was giving to one of my other clients. There's there's usually a a like angsty preteen version of us in our brain that wants to always fulfill an indulgence without even thinking about it, right? And that's what we kind of get stuck behind um, uh, in this process. We always we know what we should be doing. We know better, but when we do things that we that generally make us feel guilty or annoyed or frustrated, right? Oftentimes we didn't even think about it. It just happened, right? The food was conveniently there, right? So this is what, and then we kind of go overboard and we feel like we don't have control, and this is where we get that good and bad mentality. And then uh, it's, uh, I'm addicted to certain foods and the, uh, of all these things that we get stuck in because we're not aware of of where what we actually need. And we get stuck in these ruts. Uh, uh, and uh, we get stuck in these um, easily marketable campaigns from social media, from the television, from anything out there that says, blame this one thing. Blame this food. Blame this thing. This is bad for you, right? And it's not only that. It's the people we're around. It's our friends. It's our family members who are also struggling, right? Maybe we, we maybe you had a a family member, a parent, or both parents who genuinely had no idea how to, uh, who genuinely struggled with their health their entire life, and they gave you their beliefs about their food, and you've been carrying that your whole life, and now you have this tough time understanding where the where. Uh, or understanding how to even live a life where you can be happy and healthy at the same time, right? This is it's it's not an either or scenario. We need to understand where all foods fit. You can have literally anything what uh, anything you want, right? So when I when I say that, right, what I'm working on helping my client understand is that your food choices should be made in a way that's going to help you feel the way that you want to feel. And usually, this comes from identifying 
if you feel shitty, is your bloating always off? Is your energy always down? Are you super uh, lethargic like halfway through the day? Are you having terrible sleep? Um, are you having poor digestion? All of those are signs that there's there's improvements that can be made, right? And they could be food choices. They could be activity choices. They could be hydration choices, right? There's a lot of ways to make progress without necessarily having to see, uh, uh, without uh, without the scale going in the right direction. Because if we can get your get you to understand what food genuinely works for you and what food don't what perpetuate the 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 bad feelings that you're experiencing right the or i don't want to say bad the suboptimal uh feelings of poor digestion low energy poor sleep dehydrated all the time like all those things that just make us don't feel like ourselves right if we can pay attention to if if there are any foods that are in our current diet that do that or at least have a correlation to it then we have a reason to say okay maybe this food uh, the way i'm consuming it in, in this in this fashion doesn't work for what i'm trying to accomplish right this is about just again weighing the pros and cons i don't need everything to change all at once i just need you to pay attention to how you currently feel right and usually when people like sign up for coaching it's always like they've kind of they're tired of feeling that way and they're actually ready to make a change. And I, this is where I come along and make sure that they don't do uh, all the miserable shit that they're used to doing, <laughs> because that's what will perpetuate the the emotions of on or off. I have to change everything all at once, right? No, first we just need to understand that okay, I don't feel great. What is what could be causing it, right? And now we're going to start paying attention to how food actually reacts to you and understand where it fits for you, so that we can uh, when we understand where it fits for you, then we can rewire or unlearn certain things that we've grown up with or believed about food that has plagued us without really being aware of it right so when we say uh so as we're doing this we identify certain foods and you know for um not 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 like um this is not everybody's gonna be different right some people are gonna be gluten intolerant some people are gonna be dairy intolerant some people are gonna be um um allergic to eggs i mean whatever it is i mean actually you know what Here's here's what the foods you should avoid. Let me let me let me let me kind of pause for a second. The foods you actually should avoid when it comes to you know improving your health are the foods you're intolerant to or allergic to, <laughs> or the foods that you don't like. How about that? Like if you don't like something, don't force yourself to eat it. I know there's a lot of people out there. That say, oh, I don't like vegetables, so I'm not going to eat it. It's like okay, all right, I get that. I get that. Don't don't don't. But don't hear what I'm not saying. Like vegetables are are going to help you improve your digestion. Right. There's there's ways to make vegetables taste good, I promise you. Right. But anyway, those are the things that you should actually only avoid. I should have started that earlier. But hey, I got you to listen this far. So you're stuck with me now. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but yes, after we pay attention and we're starting to catch our beliefs about food and and really seeing that, oh, there's much more that uh that going on here. There's much more ways to make progress that could help you feel better now and that will maybe not lead to the 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 immediate change of changing everything of cutting out carbs of of running every single day, right? But again, if you've done that in the past, right? And it didn't last, it didn't technically work, right? Whatever results you did create didn't work for the way that you wanted to live your life. And that's another way I want you to be thinking, right? Because Instead of avoiding foods, we need to avoid the things that make it hard to live our life. And this comes from understanding how do we feel now? Is it how we want to feel moving forward? And if not, that's the changes we make, right? So the foods, the quote unquote healthy foods that are uh, that are going to help you feel better from the inside out, right? And the only difference between healthy and unhealthy is nutrient density, right? There's nutrient dense foods and there's, there's not. There's nutrient devoid foods, right? And the difference is 
does the calories have uh, additional vitamins, minerals, amino acids, and fiber, right? That's what the quote-unquote healthy foods do have. They're not empty calories. And empty calories are just simply calories, just energy. There's very little vitamins and minerals inside of them, right? There is a place for all of these foods, right? There is a place. But if our diet is predominantly very snacky, very nutrient-devoid foods, right? Well, there's a reason that we're probably feeling pretty run down and lethargic and, and, you know, we don't fit in our clothes the way that we'd like to because our body doesn't have the necessary building blocks, right? But again, if we don't know this, if we're not aware and we just grow up with food beliefs, like for me, I did not grow up in a house where, you know, we had very many home-cooked meals, right? We would eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but a lot of times they were either frozen meals or we would just kind of fend for ourselves. It was lots of cereals, lots of Pop-Tarts, lots of candy, um, and all the other, all the glorious snacking foods, right? Well, I didn't know anything about food. Food was just, hey, if you're hungry, you eat something that tastes good. That was my belief for the vast majority of my life, right? And again, until I was aware, right, it took me a long time to figure out what what feeling good actually felt like because I carried that all all the way through my my football career my, my my into my adult life right not until after i was done with sports and i was i was having a hard time with my health that i actually start to look at things a little bit differently like i failed so much i was like maybe there's a reason why right and when i started looking inward and started trying to understand well i guess i didn't look truly look inward until i crashed and burned but that's another story for another day but i started trying to understand the the mechanics of things i started with the fitness side before i started with the nutrition side but again when i started pointing the or connecting the dots with nutrition, it started to make sense of like, oh, our body is made up of what we eat. And what we eat, we absorb what we eat. And if there's more nutrients inside of that, we're giving our metabolic functions, our hormonal functions, our digestive functions, the building blocks needed to just support a sustainable lifestyle, right? Our body can operate without all those things, right? And a lot, many of us are used to that. Right. But when we are devoid of those nutrients more often, most of the time, right, then this is where we feel run down and we don't feel like ourselves. And this is what I'm trying to really drill into you right now. All right. This is what we need to identify when we're trying to think about when we're trying to break free from food, fear and all those things. We don't need to cut out the the, the quote unquote bad foods. We don't need to. We just need to look at the ratio. Right. And I, that's why I'm trying to, to help you understand the difference. Right. Eating healthy does not mean you need to eat chicken, rice and broccoli all the time or you're always you always have to eat the salad at the restaurant. It's like, no, can we improve our ratios? Right. So, again, it starts from understanding where we're currently at, what how we're currently feeling and then what adjustments can we make? How can we improve the ratio that's one going to help us feel better and lead to our weight loss goals, but allow us to find the wiggle room to live our life? At the same time, without fear, without having to look for the next thing that says, avoid this to lose weight, uh, uh, fear, fear, fear around this so that you feel guilty and annoyed uh, with yourself. And and anytime you veer off and you, quote unquote, mess up, right? I say, quote unquote, because these are all things that like we need to question, right? There's nothing about, again, if we just grow up accepting information, it's very easy to make this process much more difficult than it needs to be. So, um, like I said... We're, we're identifying these things and 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 seeing if what we're doing is actually helping us feel better or helping us make feel worse, right? And we're questioning our thoughts. We're 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 addressing the things that you know we've been told 
it makes it easier to find one or two things at a time that are going to help us feel better that don't make us require uh, that don't require us to change everything about our day to day and feel better almost immediately. Right. If you go from, you know, drinking about one or two water bottles a day and you go to, you know, like say when I say water bottle, I'm saying like a standard, like 16 ounce water bottle. Right. Like just a typical one that you get from the pack. Right. You get that's about all the water you get. Right. If you go from that to start averaging between a half, like about 64 to 80 ounces of water, like the energy you're going to feel, the improved digestion you're going to feel and the and the yeah, you'll be going to the restroom more often. But uh, the focus and, and clarity that you will have, you will be flabbergasted because water is not just water. <laughs> water is lubricant for our joints. It, it, it helps us be more durable. It, distribu- it distributes more nutrients throughout our body. So this is where we feel more connected to muscle tissues and our body feels much more supported. And the nutrients that we are getting get to the places that they need to go. And then our brain starts to function at a higher level because if we're just like 10% dehydrated or 10% less hydrated than we currently, than, we're, than our typical normal, right? Brain function slows down by, I believe, and I got this from the Eat Smarter book by Sean, uh, Sean Model, and I, I may be butchering it, but just 10% less hydrated than we're currently intaking, right? This is not optimal, optimal uh, uh, hydration, but brain function slows down by like 20 to 40%. And again, I could be butchering that, but I do know that there is a direct cor- correlation to clarity and mental focus. Um, and I'll, I was just—I haven't looked at the study in a while, but I will, I will, I will clear that clear that up. Or if I'm wrong, if someone knows the actual study, correct me. But still, the point stands is that if you drink more water, you're going to feel better almost immediately, right? If you limit the foods that make you feel like crap, right? Limit—I did not say eliminate, right? And you can find the foods that help improve your digestion. Usually, these are vegetable, well-cooked vegetables. These are fruits. These are uh, simple or uh, complex. These are complex carbohydrates, right? Carbs that come from the ground. Uh, rice, quinoa, couscous, beans, right? Because they're nutrient dense. They have fiber. They have vitamins. They have minerals, proteins, right? If you drastically increase protein, like for, if you go from like 50 grams a day to like 120 grams or like 150 grams, your body's digestion is not going to be like very optimal, <laughs> but over time, it's going to get used to breaking down that much protein and then your digestion will get a lot better. But I started with those foods, those other foods first, because they're a little bit easier on our digestion, right? And when we start noticing, oh, these foods help me feel better. I don't feel as hungry when I prioritize those foods as often. I don't feel as lethargic when I prioritize those foods as, as often. I don't feel as much bloating or indigestion, right? Again, we're, we're, we're giving ourselves the actual understanding of what we need, right? You're learning what to what to limit for yourself, right? You don't, There's no universal thing that everyone needs to avoid, right? If we do that, I mean, there's a lot of zealots out there that are probably going to listen that may hear this episode and be like, how dare you? There's there's definitely unhealthy foods. And yes, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm, technically you're not wrong, right? There's There are people out there that will have health conditions that that dictate maybe they should avoid those those uh nutrient um nutrient devoids foods right i'm not talking about again there's there will always be exceptions but for the vast majority of people that i've worked with and people out there who just generally don't understand how to understand what their body's asking for or what their body's telling them right we need to limit the thing that makes this a lot harder than it needs to be and our beliefs that aren't actually helping our beliefs that are perpetuating relationships and and behaviors with food that make it harder to do the number one thing needed to see results and stay consistent. If we don't understand how we feel, right, but we always just assume based off of secondhand information from people, from friends, from family, from the internet that we don't fucking know and they don't know anything about us, 
then it's really hard to actually find what works for us. We always do the things and we always believe that losing weight and being healthier is a lot hard or is, is a lot harder than it is because we keep doing things that make us feel worse. Yeah, we may see results on the scale, but now we have a now we now we're scared of carbs, and we're scared of fat, now we're scared of sugar, whatever it is, right? We're scared of not tracking calories. You know, we're scared of regaining all the weight because we don't understand what we what we need. And I, I want you to know the only things that you need to truly eliminate from your diet are the foods that you're allergic to, intolerant to, you don't like. But again, give yourself perspective, right? And the ones that you want to uh, limit are the ones that that make you f- that influence how you feel. And if those feelings are uh, influence the negative feelings that you feel, right? If they if they if you feel a crash, a really big crash, why? If your digestion sucks all the time, if you're not having consistent bowel movements all the time, why? Right? And here's here's the step process. All right, here's the step by step process I give to my clients. Right? We start with one thing. We start with either adding a protein to each to to one meal or a color to one meal, right? That's it. I don't I don't immediately go and say cut all this out of your diet. I don't. I don't want that because I want you to build awareness to the choices you're currently making and how the new choices that you make adjust and improve, right? And when you do that, right, we we slowly improve the quality of our food and we feel better more consistently. Then we build. We build a routine that will allow us to fall back on something instead of uh, instead of doing something that's super difficult all the time, right? You can build something that's actually sustainable for you, right? Most people don't understand that when you're trying to lose weight, you have to live in the house that you build. And if you build a house off of a restriction, off of off of uh, eliminating whole food groups, off of doing incredibly insanely uh, incredibly difficult workout routines. Uh, multiple day, multiple times, uh, or multiple times a day, you know, four to seven days a week that are just truly unsustainable, right? You have to live in the house. That's how you have to keep the results. And most people, they hate living in that house because it's not comfy. It's miserable. The, the doors don't, don't fit right. The, the, the roof is slanted and the, the shingles are falling off. It's cold. It's always a, just a constant draft. You can't get comfy. And this is why we always want to find that out. And this is why we always feel like, well, why even try? Because it's not it's not better than being uncomfortable in my skin and being unhappy. At least I get to enjoy eating more often, right? When I don't do that, but you don't have to make this miserable. Start simple. Start very, very simple, right? And this is a, this is an, uh, this episode is really only aimed at to help you shift the thoughts right now to get you start get get you uh, to look at this process a little bit differently and stop looking for something to avoid. Start looking for something to add into your diet. What can you add into your diet that's going to help you feel better? And that, if you go that way, naturally over time, you add one color to each of your meals. You add protein to each of your meals, right? It doesn't have to be all at once, right? It could just be one meal at a time, right? You add a glass, extra glass of water throughout the day, right? You add uh, an additional source of fiber, right? You add, uh, w- you add a fruit, right? Whatever, whatever it is, right? If you do that, you're going to notice how much better you can feel without guilting or fearing food. All right. And then when you do that consistently and you and you like the way that you feel, you're going to want to keep making those choices. And then when you want to make keep making those choices, you make it easier to do the number one thing needed to see results. You make it easier to stay consistent. You make it easier to stay in a calorie deficit. Calorie deficit doesn't mean eat as little as possible. It also means eat as much as possible as eat as much food as possible for you and still lose weight and 
find the, you know, one or two uh, evenings a week that you can enjoy food with friends, with family, with your spouse. It's not about live. Be, it's not about being restrictive. It's about living the life that you want based on how you want to feel. And if you're always feeling miserable, there's a reason why. And if you've always struggled with losing weight, it's been it's been so difficult. There's a reason why. Like I was telling you my story in the beginning, part of my story in the beginning, I never understood anything that I was doing. I just did it. I just worked out because I thought that was good for me. I just kept eating because I thought that was good for me. Right. When I wanted to lose weight, I just kept cutting calories because I thought it was good for me. I kept increasing movement because I thought it was good for me. I didn't actually understand this. And when I started to shed the light on how things actually worked, I was able to 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 see what works for me and then build something sustainable. And that's all I do for my clients. What works for them? I know a lot about fitness and nutrition, but I don't know, I don't know what it's like to live in your body. You're the one who has to tell me what you want so that I can guide you on the path to give you the knowledge that works for you. It's not just do this black and white answer. Health and fitness is very, very gray. And each of our shades of gray are going to be different. So I hope this made sense. I hope this kind of starts to shed the light on the foods that you should be avoiding because or at least uh, broke the myth. And maybe that's what I'm, I'm probably going to do a myth episode. All the myths, myths in the health and fitness industry and what they actually mean. That's probably this, this episode is the gateway to that one. So as always. I really appreciate listening. If you made it this far, uh, thank you so much. If you share this episode with at least one person, I greatly appreciate it. I hope you learned something today um, and I hope to see you on the next one. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day and uh, see you later.